Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 223. What's really stopping you from attracting your dream partner with Melanie Hirsch. So today we're talking about relationships and what's stopping you from finding the one. Melanie is an incredible coach and relationship expert who at one time was also a marriage and family therapist. She entered into the world of coaching to support more women in particular in finding their dream man. Now, keep in mind that in this episode, we talk about heterosexual relationships only because that's our personal experience, but it should go without saying that the insights shared apply to all types of relationships. I know you're really going to love this episode, especially if you're looking to find love in your life. So let's go ahead and dive in. This episode is sponsored by I Heart My Life Day. This is a virtual workshop designed to support you in creating a life that you love, one that's better than your dreams and fulfills you in every area. We cover topics like health, relationships, spirituality, business and career, money, mindset, all the key components that you need to create a life that's better than your dreams and transform your reality. We bring together the world's best teachers and experts to support you in every area of life. We also bring together an incredible community of like-minded women brought together to support you in going to the next level in every area of your life. We've curated this incredible experience to be the workshop that you've been looking for to support you in uncovering your purpose, living life to the fullest, creating your best health, transforming your mindset and moving past fear and limiting beliefs, having healthy relationships, going to the next level in your business or career. Literally no stone is left unturned. We are here for you in every area of your life so that you too can say that you've created a life that's better than your dreams. So go to iheartmylifeday.com to find out more and join us on the next I Heart My Life Day. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Melanie. I'm so excited to hear more about your story and all of your incredible wisdom for those of us out there looking for beautiful relationships. Uh, Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So I'd love to start at the beginning or wherever it's relevant. Can you share the story behind the success with us? Yeah, how I got here. Exactly. Yes. Well, I originally, I started off, I was a psychotherapist. So I was seeing clients, you know, one-on-one coming to my office every week. And it was that whole deal. And um, yeah, I realized that it wasn't actually the most 
effective way for me to help my clients was just holding space and letting them talk and talk and talk. I felt like I want to get in there and really help you move through this stuff more quickly so you don't need to keep coming to my couch. So um, I ended up shifting my model of working to coaching and doing these packages, working with single people who are really struggling in dating and relationships. And I'm, I'm someone who was really struggling in that area. And so it was always this huge passion of mine. And a lot of the clients that were coming to me were single women who were just so frustrated and so stuck in their dating lives. And I was kind of there too. So I was really putting so much energy into figuring out what do I need to do to turn this around for myself and to help my clients? So I spent years really just putting all of my energy in this area and then shifted my practice. Once I figured it out and had success in my own life, I shifted it uh, to this my practice to this coaching model and now just only work with people that are single. And it's so, it's so freaking rewarding. <laughs> I'm so I glad I made the change. Yeah. I'm so intrigued because I actually, I'm not sure if you know this, but I was supposed to go to Northwestern to become a marital and family therapist. Oh, and yeah, I had, I had a spot in the master's program and in everything. And yeah. I was literally driving there and turned the car around and went back to Ohio where I was from. Oh yeah. my God. That is amazing and brave. Wow. Yeah. And then a few years later, discovered the world of coaching. And so I feel like, you know, I've always thought about, I was a psychology major as well. I've always thought about the world of therapy and how it's different to the coaching style of things. And one of the things I love about coaching is just the forward thinking um, way of doing things and that model. So I totally get why you kind of made that, that transformation. Yeah. And I think that, you know, listen, for a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there and therapy is going to be a good thing for them. They need that space to process, you know, deep hurts and wounds. But if you're just struggling in dating and you know, sometimes that just takes like a little bit of a deep dive and then you can get to the other side. So So tell us more about your process. What did you uncover for yourself first and foremost that then oh. you were able to translate for your clients? Oh my gosh, so much. But um I would say the main thing that really turned things around for me but well, one of the main things is, uh, was just really getting that I had all of these beliefs that, you know, these unconscious beliefs that were not serving me and were actually sabotaging me and getting in my way and preventing me from having the kinds of connections that I wanted to have with men. So once I was able to see those, and you know, I was in therapy too and processing and all that stuff, but nothing ever really was able to turn those beliefs around. And once I kind of figured out how to work with them um, and shift them, that was transformational. I mean, like, you know, once the insecurities were gone, the fears were gone, all of that stuff that was sort of ruling me um, and hijacking me, once that was gone, I was able to experience so much peace and ease in this area. And it just made, yeah, made all the difference. So that was yeah. a- that was the biggest thing, I think, is the limiting beliefs, for sure. I get that. When I, I moved to London on a whim, and I started working with this woman who was called a happiness coach, and she was the first person who told me that I didn't have to believe my mind and my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I started to do the same thing just to really create happiness. And then I applied it to meeting my husband, who I met online, and then I applied it to money. So can you tell us some of the limiting beliefs that you had or fears around relationships? 
Oh yeah. I had so many. Um, where do I begin? Okay. So, um, I definitely had, you know, I'm not enough. Maybe, you know, what's wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me that this hasn't happened yet. Or I'm not enough in some way. Maybe I'm not attractive enough or thin enough or successful enough or, you know, like all of that stuff came up. Um, I was always comparing myself to other people. Oh, other people are luckier than me. I'm probably going to be alone forever. I can't trust men. You know, there's no good guys left. They're all taken. Um, you know, it's not safe to share how I really feel because if I actually express how I really feel with a guy, he'll run away. Right. So as you can imagine, it's like having all those beliefs, they were completely getting in my way and causing me to pull back and act weird and not be authentic, which we have to be authentic if we want to actually cultivate connection. So and did and you identify like, where those beliefs came from for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and I, I could go back to each one and look at when yeah. was the first time I felt this. And, you know, they're sneaky little suckers. Like, it's interesting how in life I, you know, I remember an experience of, of being in a sixth grade. And I was one of the, the popular girls back then. And we were playing Foursquare. And, um, you know, I was kind of mean too back then. I was one of those mean kids and we would, we'd always get other people out, the non cool people out. And one day everyone started getting me out and all the, all of my friends, all the people, everyone turned against me. And I remember walking away so confused and they were coming after me kind of going, you're a loser. Like now you have nobody. And like, just, you know, the stuff that kids yeah. do. Right. And I, I mean, you know, as a kid, you don't know how to process that kind of thing. I mean, you're just, your parents are going, it's okay. And encouraging you to make other friends. But I realized later in life that moments like that actually really impacted my dating because it was moments like that where I realized, I thought to myself, you know, unconsciously, I can't trust people. People don't really like me. I'm going to be alone. You know, I'm different. And so then I noticed that later in my dating life, I was always really anxious around men, always like this major fear of abandonment, even when things were going great, never felt like, the, you know, I always felt like the other shoe's going to drop, they're going to leave me. And after really examining it, I'm like, ah, sixth grade, that started in sixth grade. And so, you know, it's like, it's little experiences that we don't even realize had an impact that could be, you know, completely hijacking our lives. So, yeah. So interesting. Yeah. And sometimes even having the awareness, like, okay, that happened and that's impacting me. That really helps a lot. And you see it for what it is. It's not the truth and we don't need that anymore and we can release it. And I'm curious to know what worked for you to shift your limiting beliefs. Yeah. Well, I did a lot of trial and error. Um, and then I came up with a way that I, I I work with my clients and I kind of take them through a specific way of working with limiting beliefs. But what I found is so important was doing a a daily practice. So, because our beliefs are, they're so habitual and it's like our default system. And so when we put a little sticky on the bathroom mirror that says, you're great or life supports you, I'm like a plus for trying, but that's not going to change your belief, you know? And so I found that the only way to really rewire it is to work with it on a daily basis and really put some, you know, some time into exploring the belief. Where did this come from? What is actually true here? Um, and 
So doing a series of exercises and working with it on a daily basis, I say for at least 40 days in a row, that to me was the most effective, effective way of turning it around. And there's a bunch of little steps in there, but that's the gist. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I agree. I'm somebody who definitely had the post-its and I still have alarms <laughs> on my phone because I love those reminders. Oh, do they, was, are they helpful for you? Are it helps good? me. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Good. <laughs> um, and, but no, what you're saying is totally true. Doing the deeper work, being consistent with it, even when I worked with my own coaches, just to be able to see the beliefs for what they actually are and know that they're not true. Yeah. And I think for me, just getting clear around where my mind was trying to hold me in a certain place and keep me, you know, safe, what, what was supposed to be safe. Yeah. Realize that's not actually my truth. My desire for money or love, that's the real truth. And that's the next level version of who I'm meant to be. I love that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, different things work for different people. I love it. Like, so you've got these little p- things that pop up on your phone. Yeah. It's so great. There's so many different ways to get there, you know? Yeah. That's why I always love to ask because everyone's different. I also had this 20 minute money mantra thing I used to listen to in the shower and it's something that helped me so much. And that's I just amazing. the phrases over and over and over. Wait, so 20 minute showers, huh? Yeah. I know. I, I love long showers. How decadent. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the questions I know that you can answer for us is why we attract unavailable partners. And I'd be curious mm. to know your answer to that. Yeah. Well, there's a few, a few different reasons. Um, one of them is, you know, if, if I think a lot of times if we've grown up in an environment where our court, one of our caregivers was a bit unavailable, like they would show up and give you love and you're like, Ooh, mom and dad love me. And then they pull back and they're dealing with their stress in life or whatever. And you kind of feel them disappear. That dynamic is familiar to you. It's almost programmed into you. So when, when you connect with other people, where they give you that love, but then they kind of pull back. It actually feels very familiar. It kind of feels like home. Mm. So I think that, you know, the way that we were raised and the dynamic in our family system can definitely impact who we pick and can have us pick unavailable partners. Um, and I think the other main one that always stands out to me is really about the limiting beliefs again, because, you know, if you think, oh, there's not a lot of great guys out there. Then if you find one and he's, you know, he lights you up and you're having fun, there's great chemistry, but he, he doesn't fully, he doesn't fully, you know, can't fully choose you. He's kind of half in, half out. You hang in there a little bit longer because it's, there's a fear of, oh, there's not a lot of great ones. I should really, Mm. you know, keep, I should stay with this one. Maybe he'll change. Or if you think maybe I'm not enough in some way, I'm not attractive enough or smart enough, whatever your enoughness is. Um, then if you have a guy that you like and, and he's unavailable, but he's kind of choosing you again, you might stick around because you don't, your worthiness game is not high. So you're just sort of like taking whatever scraps you can get because you're so hungry for connection. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's the limiting beliefs and also just a lack of self-esteem too, you know, when we don't feel good about ourselves, we accept crumbs and we just unavailable men. We just roll out the the welcome mat for them and they come walking right in. 
I feel like this resonates with me on a variety of different levels. One of which is just figuring out the clients that you're attracting and like Mm. what energy you're vibrating and putting out into the world, because Mm. sometimes you can attract really uh, low level clients as well. People who are energy sucks, or maybe there's like a codependent neediness happening. Um, And so really taking a look at like who's being attracted into your world overall as well can be really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting to tune into all that stuff and just see, I mean, again, it's like our, what is it? It's like our internal worlds, um, our external worlds are a reflection of our internal world. So it's like, yeah, we always have to be looking if it's not happening, if things aren't flowing on the outside, what's going on on the inside. So I'd imagine your work is a combination of the mindset plus the self-esteem and worthiness. Is there any sort of um, well, well, let me tell you a little bit of a backstory before I ask this question. Okay. When I was living in London, I worked as an intern with Matthew Hussey from Get the Guy. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. great. I love before he was who he is. Yeah. And one of the things that he had these women do was go out on a Friday night and we were in like these clubs and they were encouraged to go up to different men and have conversations to increase their confidence, get them out of their, you know, comfort zone. Um, have them not be more visible. I'm thinking about business talk right now, but like have them (laughs) put themselves out there a bit more. Do you do anything like that? Or what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think that's a really interesting idea. I don't personally do that with my clients. Um, I think it's, I, I, my focus with people is really on like working on your self-esteem, clearing the beliefs that are getting in your way and keeping you stuck and feeling small and fearful. And then from that place, really getting out there, not because you need a guy to be happy, like really like fulfilling yourself first so yeah. that, you know, when you're out there meeting people, it's like your cup is full and you've got energy to share. You're not looking to get something necessarily. And right. I think that shift is so important. So I think if women, you know, if you're just going out there trying to get attention from men and the dynamic can be a little bit off. So I, to me, it's all about the inner game first and then get out and like, and practice is always great. I always say, you know, even if you go on a date and you can tell in the first minute, it's not a fit. What a great practice opportunity. This is a practice partner. You get to show up. You get to see where's my energy. What, how am I showing up in this space? How can I be more loving and present? You know, so any date you go on, it's just an opportunity to practice. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And we see this with our clients as well. You can put all the strategy in the world in place, but if you don't have the belief that it's going to work or belief that you can do it or that you are worthy of it, it's not going to happen. Totally. You have everything has to be that the inner game, it all has to be aligned or else, I mean, you know, and you can fly it to, yeah, business world. It's the same exact stuff. So how can somebody who wants to meet somebody and create a meaningful relationship, how do they first identify maybe where their pitfalls are or where their challenges are? And what are the first steps to transformation? Yeah. So I would think that, you know, if someone is wanting to get out there and meet someone, the first thing that's so important to do is just to examine what are my beliefs? What are the beliefs that I have? Um, about myself first. So go there and write down, what are the beliefs I have about myself that are negative or limiting? Write that down. What are the beliefs I have about men or women or, you know, the, you know, who I am attracted to? What are the beliefs about 
them that, that are negative and limiting? What are the beliefs about my future? Um, and so really explore, really try to figure out what are these beliefs that are getting in my way? And so once you are aware of them, then you can really start working with them. And again, I highly recommend doing it on a daily basis and putting in some serious time into it because that's how you rewire. And I think that when you can get that going on and, and feeling more smooth in your system, then getting online and, and getting out there and meeting people, it just flows with so much more ease because you're at peace within yourself. So that's always where I'm going to point people first is make sure that you're in a good place and that you're not showing up to dating to get something or thinking that, you know, like a fairy tale, oh, I'm going to be saved. I'm going to find Prince Charming and he'll save me from this life that I'm not happy with. It's like, make sure that you're happy and fulfilled within yourself first. I would never start dating unless you're in that place. Otherwise, you're going to attract in codependent, unhealthy relationships. I love that. And what would you say, you know, if somebody's doing all this work with themselves? I remember watching, um, I think it was Eat, Pray, Love. And Elizabeth Gilbert had obviously done tons of work to get herself past the divorce and all the things. And now she finds herself in a relationship. And she's kind of feeling like she's losing herself again. Is there something you can do to maintain that mindset or those practices to create healthy boundaries when you do get into a relationship? Mm. I think really doing your best to set up I, a daily practice where you connect and drop in with yourself. And, you know, if you are, uh, if you feel a connection to something higher, like I'll call it source energy, yeah. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it you know, being able to tap in every day and make that connection. And when you can really feel like God, the universe, whatever word has my back, like I am safe, I am taken care of. Um, and you can connect with that and you can really tune into yourself. Like what are my needs? And you can honor your needs and you really understand what's important to you and what you value. Then as you move forward and you're, you know, out there dating, it's a lot easier to have boundaries when you're honoring yourself on a regular basis, you know, but when we brush ourselves aside and we're too busy to do our practices and we're just hustling through life and busy, 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 then it's easier for boundaries to get crossed because we're not dropping in with ourselves. So I think that is so important, making a little bit of sacred time for you, uh, that's so key. And I'm curious to know your thoughts on, you know, when I look at mindset work and shifting your beliefs, I know that's a big part of the puzzle, but showing up and taking action is also a massive part of it. So when your clients do the work on their beliefs and their mindsets, when they put themselves out there, where are they finding relationships? Is it online? Are they, you know, what it what's happening in yeah. order to have that happen for them? Yeah. So a lot of them are online because that's really the way I mean, especially with COVID, right? Everyone's wearing masks, yeah. can see people's eyes. You can't feel energy as you're in the grocery store. There's no more pickups in the grocery store. I'd actually be interested if there were, if there were some like, I saw her eyes oh, right. over the mask and I just knew she was the one. Um, but uh, yeah, online dating, I'm such a huge fan of online dating. And um, I think, you know, it just, it expands the options of who you can meet. And I think there's so many women that go, I just want to meet my guy organically. And I, I'm just all about organic. I want it to be right. natural. And 
I'm like, well, you can naturally run into them online, you know, like, and also, yeah, we all want organic. We all want to just like bump into them at the car wash and boom, there's your person. But the reality is, you know, we're only meeting a limited amount of people. And so I'm just a huge fan of getting out there and online dating. And I think with online dating, you have to be very aware of how you're setting up your profile, how you're approaching it. Because so many people are getting out there online dating. They're not doing it in a way that is actually serving them and works for them. And so they're drawing in unavailable people and the wrong people, and then they get frustrated. So you have to know how to sort of optimize the online app process and have a really good mindset around it. And when you can do that, it's like endless people, new people are signing up every day. I mean, it's like, it's a big playground of potential love. So yeah, totally. You could tell yeah. I'm such a cheerleader. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'm as well. You don't have to talk me into it. I did meet my husband online, like I said. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. So nice. Or maybe I didn't say that. But yeah, we when I moved to London, I was I didn't know how to meet men. I wasn't just gonna go up to them in bars because I didn't have the confidence at that time. But yeah. as I started working on my mindset, I practiced the law of attraction and started shifting my beliefs. And I think one of the things I'm sure you'll agree with is also getting clear around the type of person you're looking for. So I basically had yeah, a big list and and clarity around the type of person. And then I decided it'd be much easier to meet men if I do online dating. So I got on all the sites. And it turned out that I had this free trial on one called click tonight, which is the exact opposite of what you're advising, because it was totally cheesy. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. Click tonight. That's an amazing name. I know. And everyone had profile pictures like in their underwear and it was so sleazy. That is, And you met your husband there. Yeah, his friend that's started amazing. it and he had a free trial as well. And we were like the only two clothed people on the entire website. <laughs> and we met. Like, this is my person. Yeah, this is my we person. both chose to wear clothes. <laughs> yeah, but I actually had two dates on the day that I met him because I was I was like really putting myself out there and was huh. really open. And, you know, I feel like that's what you're saying. Like you need to be open and actually take the action. because It's not just going to be hand delivered to you on your doorstep. Yeah, exactly. People really do. I mean, think there's this illusion like, oh, well, a lot of spiritual people, it'll just come to me when the time is right. And I, yes. And like, if you put yourself out there, it's going to come a lot sooner. So um, I think that's, I love that story. That's great. And how much do you advise people to get clear? Because obviously there are things on my list that I didn't know I wanted that I did get from him. What was your, what's your recommendation? Yeah. So I really tell people to focus on not just your preferences. I think a lot of people make their preferences list. You know, I want to be six feet, a full head of hair. He got a college degree, like a bunch of stuff on there that you actually don't really need. Like your guy might be, five, nine and amazing. And you have an incredible life. He's not six feet. Like, what do you, I I always ask people, what do you actually need to be happy in a relationship? Not just like what you think would be cool, but what do you need? So I work with my clients on making must have, must haves with, and really looking at what are the qualities? Like what is important to me? And not from a place of settling and saying, oh, just brush off what you want, but what is it really? So like when a woman says, I want a guy who's six feet tall with a full head of hair, I think what she's really saying is, I want to be really attracted to the person. Maybe he doesn't look like that. Maybe he has a shaved head, but you're wildly attracted to him. Or when she says, 
I want him to have gone to had a you know a master's degree or some sort of higher education degree. It's like, is that do you really need that? You know, or what? Or do you just really need someone who kind of has a similar level of intelligence and sharpness and drive? You know, so what is really important? And I think when you can get clear on that, you can use that as a compass when you date, and you can rule people out so much more quickly and just stop wasting as much time. Yeah, that's great. I love that. And what do you recommend people have on their profile or avoid in order to be attractive or just put themselves out there in the best light? Yeah. So it's so funny. I'm just working on a workshop right now doing all this stuff. So it's all fresh in my mind. Um, Yeah. So I think the things to put on your profile, I, I, I think it's so important to really be sharing what you value, not just like I love taco, you know, taco Tuesdays and baseball and yoga. Cause like that doesn't tell me anything about who you are. So I feel like it's so easy to waste that little bit of real estate that you get on your profile. So really sharing what you value, you know, are you someone that really values personal growth and development? And if you had a partner that wasn't into that, it would be a no go, you know, put that in there, you know, Put the things that are really important to you. If you volunteer, if, if you're passionate about certain causes, whatever it is that really speaks to who you are and what's important, make sure you're putting that in and not just the light, fluffy stuff because it's just a way better calling card to draw in your ideal partner because it's hard yeah. for them to recognize you if you're just like, I love wine. Oh, this is my favorite. Good food. I like <laughs> good food and good movies. I'm like, who doesn't like good food and good movies? Tell me something new. So um, make sure what you're putting in there, yeah, says a lot about who you are and what you value. And then that way, when someone else sees that and they're like that, it's just like, whoosh, yes, and you stand out over the sea of people. Um, and just with photos, let me just say a little superficial photo tip. Like use recent photo, you know, use recent photos. Don't use the photos where you're like, if if you have some hot photos of you in some sexy outfits, but that's not normally what you wear, and that was like a you know one time event, or don't have that be your whole profile. Like show who you really are. Don't just take the sexy angle where you have flawless skin, like because they're going to be disappointed when that person doesn't show up. Show pictures of what you look like in your daily life, like who are you? And that showed like your character, not just these flawless photos to attract someone in, you know, you want to show your energy. So those are just some of the things I think are are really helpful. Yeah. It's so much like marketing because you want to put off the people who aren't right as well as attract the people who are, because, you know, we only have so much time and you want to spend your time on, on dates with potential, um, amazing partners. Yeah, it is so much like marketing. It's like being very, it is, it's it's all, you know, all this stuff is so connected. But um, also being vulnerable and truthful, like people want to know who you really are and be able to connect. So yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And so if they don't how, like you, then it's not a fit. You know, exactly. if they don't show with you, on it's the like, next. okay, on to the next, who's a better fit. Yeah. So how do you work with your clients? I assume you have one-on-one work as well as group. Yeah. So I do one-on-one and group and, uh, yeah, I I so love it. <laughs> I bet that's so much more fun too to see like it is in our company to see women coming together as well and having that support system. I love the group and just the women. I think, you know, a lot of women show up on the calls. They're not even 
asking questions. They're just showing up because it's that community energy. They're learning from listening to other women get coached and, you know, in the Facebook group, they're supporting each other. So I, I love the community feeling. It's so nice. And I think it really serves all the women for sure. So you mentioned a workshop coming up. What are you most excited about that's next for you? Oh, yeah. Well, the workshop I'm super excited about. I'm actually doing an an online dating workshop where I just walk people through um, really how to set it up in the best way because there are all these little tricks and little things you can do to optimize it. And so I'm so excited to just share more of that because normally it's only stuff I share with my, my private clients. So it'll be really fun. And just, I'm excited. We're, we're building out all these different things, all these little offerings to put out into the world. Um, and so it's just an exciting time of, of growth and expansion. Amazing. Yeah. So the final question we always ask all of our guests on the show is, what is one way our listeners can create a life that's better than their dreams? Mm. A way that you can create a life that's better than your dreams. I think just showing up for it and trusting what's unfolding. I think when we can surrender and really trust that what is showing up is serving us and not go into victim mode, but really try to look for the gifts and what's there, I think that life just starts opening up, you know, but I think as soon as we clench or go, this isn't the way I wanted it to be, or this is harder. And uh, then we, I think we block ourselves from the life that wants to come to us, we just like shut down. So I think the more open we can be, the more trusting we can be, the more connected we are with source energy and ourselves. I think the, the, the sooner our dreams and beyond our dreams comes forward. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Melanie Hirsch or my website is good at you. And uh, yeah, be happy to connect with anyone out there. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation and also so helpful for everyone listening. I have a team member who every single year for the last few years I've known her, she puts up a post and says, are you my husband? And Aww. she lists out all the the characteristics she's looking for. And she's so open and she tells everyone, you know, I'm looking for somebody and she has such an amazing, like high vibe energy, but I can't wait to send her this episode and see what, what comes mm-hmm. up for her. I love that. I love that she's putting herself out there. Like that. It's so beautiful. It's like, that's it. Be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's it. so nice talking with you. Thank you for having you me. as well. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I hurt my life show. That's hashtag I hurt my life show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.